What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hernandez, and today it's just me. I'm riding solo on the pod. If you're watching some of these clips, although I don't put the actual video up anywhere, but I'm in a different setup right now. I'm back at my house um, because I normally am recording from my dorm room, and now I'm back in the OG spot, so I'm back at my house. Um, so if you're watching some clips and you see a different background... That's the reason I'm back at my house, my OG spot where I was for the first however many video uh, podcasts. But here I am, and I got a couple of things we're going to talk about here today. Um, I've been a little inactive, like I said on Instagram. Um, just so much going on with, with the school, and then finally now the holidays, and I'm back home. I've had so many things to do, so I really haven't had time at all to put an episode. So I kind of took a little break for like two, three weeks. But I'm back, and I start trying to crank these out as, as consistently as I possibly can. Um, and I have a couple of things that I want to go over today, a couple of fun things. Like I said, it's just me on the show. No one will be joining me, uh, but I'm hoping to get some guests on. Um, I, got, I got a couple people lined up that I'm talking to, so we can try and get them on soon. But other than that, yeah, we're going to hop right into it. Also, if you're out there and you do want to hop on an episode and we haven't been in touch or been um, talked about it at all, let me know. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram at the night shift pod on TikTok at the night shift pod on Twitter, which got a little inactive recently. Um, because it wasn't letting me upload my clips for some reason. I've been trying to figure that out, but like I've been trying to upload my Twitter clips. It wasn't because they're too long. I don't really know what was going on. So I'm trying to figure that out. Um, so the Twitter, but I'm still, I still am logged in. I'm still everything. So you could do it on Twitter too. You can hit me on the email, which is pod.thenightship.gmail.com. Anywhere really. So just, just let me know if you want to hop on the show and we can make that happen and cook something great up. But let's talk about some things in the sports world right now that needs to be talked about. First up, the San Francisco 49ers. Man, we are in week 18, entering week 18, going against the Rams in week 18. They've already clinched the one seed, and the Niners look good right now, right? They obviously had that pretty disappointing loss to Baltimore on Christmas night, but other than that, the Niners have been pretty good. Uh, The Baltimore game was a little scary for sure, but the Niners have proved to be one of the best teams in the NFL. So the question that I'm asking myself and everybody listening how great are the 49ers Super Bowl chances? Okay, and I'll tell you right now how great I think the 49ers Super Bowl chances are. This is how I'm viewing the 49ers, okay? I have been a Niner fan my whole life. I'm a Bay Area guy, born and raised. So I've been rooting for the Niners ever since I was born. And what I've learned is that the Niners tend to disappoint. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Okay? So I've learned at this point in my life not to get my hopes up as high as some people. So this is how I feel about the Niners. I believe they have the best constructed roster in football. I believe the 49ers have the best roster in the NFL. Do I think they're the best team in the league? No, I don't. I think that title belongs to the Baltimore Ravens. And they exposed us on Christmas. I think the Niners have the best roster in the league, though. I don't think there's a better roster than the 49ers right now. I mean, this team is phenomenal. You don't, it's very, this is a shout out to John Lynch, right? He has absolutely killed it with putting together this team. And we have failed and failed and failed and failed and failed and failed over and over again. And we have yet to win a Super Bowl. We've reached one with John Lynch. And we've reached two NFC Championship games. 
no Super Bowl title. So I think the Niners have the best roster in the NFL. And I think that if they're going to win a Super Bowl, this is the year. This is the best year for the 49ers to do it. They are by far the most talented they've ever been in this whole era of John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, this whole new era of 49ers. This is the best they've ever been. This is the year to do it. Everything's fault. Everything's right here. We're pretty darn healthy, which has kind of been a problem for the Niners in recent years, where they just haven't been fully healthy at the right times, especially last season. Obviously, didn't have a quarterback in the NFC Championship game against Philadelphia. But the Niners are relatively healthy. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, um, I think he hurt his calf against um, Washington. But, you know, we have two weeks. He's going to rest this week against the Rams. And we obviously have the bye week. So he's going to be okay. But the Niners are a healthy team. The only really notable injury right now is like Talanoa Hufunga, who tore his ACL earlier in the season. But the Niners are healthy. This is the best situation for them to do it. A big part of that is Brock Purdy. The 49ers finally have a quarterback. And they haven't had a quarterback for this whole era. They haven't had one. They had Jimmy G. They they shuffled through Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, who that was never going to work. Uh, Jimmy G. was obviously horrendous, and then you know the whole Trey Lance situation. They drafted that didn't they didn't really give him a shot. Now we have Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy is way better than Jimmy G. I'm way more confident in Brock Purdy than I am in Jimmy G. So that's why I'm feeling a little more confident than I have in previous years is because we actually have a quarterback. Now, I'm not getting my hopes up all the way. I definitely won't be doing that because I made that mistake before. You know who the 49ers still have is Kyle Shanahan, okay? And that's a big reason why I won't be getting my hopes up anymore is because of Kyle Shanahan. Why, Zach? He's the offensive genius. Listen, I have not complained a lot about Kyle Shanahan this season. I've kept very quiet about him. I've kept the criticism low because I really haven't had much to criticize. He's been kind of in his bag this season so far. And the three-game skid to the Browns, the Vikings, and the Bengals was was not great. He had some questionable moments. But overall, Kyle Shanahan has been very solid this year, and he's been producing great, so I haven't had much to complain about, which is what I want, right? Fast forward to the Baltimore game. That was probably his worst coached game of the season. Um, I think the whole game plan was just wrong from the start. I think they should have really tried to to uh, work McCaffrey in that game and establish the run early on in that game. Because McCaffrey was proving to be effective against a pretty tough Baltimore defense, but McCaffrey was still producing. But they didn't really lean on him like I was hoping they would. Brock Purdy looked nervous. Purdy had a bad game. Definitely his worst game of the season. Um, but... McCaffrey, that was my big thing coming into the game, was you've got to stop the run with Christian McCaffrey, and they didn't really do that. And I think that contributed to the loss, and I think that the Baltimore Ravens just absolutely looked better than us in pretty much every way. Every single way a football team can look better than an opposing football team, I think that the Niners, I think that the Ravens look better. I do. And, I mean, they did. I mean, it's not like this is opinion. This is just fact that that happened. That's exactly what happened. So I think that was Kyle Shanahan's worst game. However, I think it's good for teams to be able to get punched in the mouth like that, right? We got socked in the mouth pretty hard right there by Baltimore. And I believe Baltimore's the best team in football. I think they're going to give us a run. I don't even. I don't think. I don't know if we're really going to be able to beat them in the in the in the Super Bowl. 
But I'm hoping what we saw that game is that we'll be able to learn, right? The 49ers will be able to learn from the mistakes that we made um, against the Ravens and things that they can work on and learn from, right? So, okay. So, Kyle Shanahan. Why did I bring up Kyle Shanahan in the first place? Is because you're never immune to a Kyle Shanahan blunder, okay? That is like a, a very big possibility at any time. So that's why I'm not really getting my hopes up super again, right? Because like I said, I do believe that we are in the best situation we've ever been in. I do think that the Niners have the best roster. We finally have a quarterback, which is really what makes it different, which is a huge difference for the 49ers. They have a quarterback now. They haven't had that ever in this whole era. They have one now. So it's different, yeah. But Kyle Shanahan's still there. Kyle Shanahan blunders still exist in Rome, right? So, you know, we will see how Kyle Shanahan is going to work through these playoffs. But I just am a little nervous for another Kyle Shanahan blunder because we've seen it every time we've made the playoffs in his tenure here. So... Kyle Shanahan blunder could be on its way. And I'm hoping it's not because, again, I don't think Kyle Shanahan, I think, I don't think he's like this terrible coach. I just think he's, he, 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 he tends to choke in the big moments and he clearly hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. And again, that doesn't mean. Every coach who doesn't win a Super Bowl, that's not saying it's like, oh, you're terrible. You didn't win a Super Bowl. One team wins a Super Bowl every season. Okay, it doesn't mean you're a bad, terrible coach if you haven't won a Super Bowl. But my problem lies with the fact that the 49ers have had the best roster in the NFL for so long. They, Kyle Shanahan really was, that was Jimmy G. Like, he, he was his guy. He, and, um, uh, yeah, Jimmy G was his guy. And Kyle Shanahan like, is the one who has blown it. He's the one, right? Like, I'm, this, it's different. If the 49ers players were the ones who were, like, very obviously blowing these playoff games, I'm. why would I come at Shanahan? It's not his fault. But the problem is that it's been his fault. Not, 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 not 100% his fault, but but he he's played a part. That's the problem. That's the issue I have. Right. So again, I think Kyle Shanahan's. I think is. I think he's he's creating a really good offense right now. I mean, I think Brock Purdy's been is the best quarterback for Kyle Shanahan to really execute his offense as great as he wants it to be. And I think that's happening. I think we're watching that happen. But my problem is just that you know Kyle Shanahan's been the problem in the past. So I don't know. Kyle Shanahan likes to get to. He likes to think too much, right? He gets a little, he's like, oh, he's like, think it's like, he's like a chess player who takes like an hour to make a move because he's just like thinking of every, so if I do that, he's going to do that. Then I'm going to have to do that. Then he's going to have to do that. It's like, bro, you're thinking way too hard. Not saying you shouldn't be focusing and thinking hard about the, about the games because you should be, but he, he's like overthinking himself. He's trying to outsmart the other person when really he's just outsmarting himself and that's happened so many times. So that's the problem. That's the that's the one thing that I'm that I'm concerned about is this Kyle Shanahan blunder that could happen, right? And I think that the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in football right now. 
Um, they have the MVP of the league, but I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, so I don't think the Niners are the best um, team coming into the playoffs. No, they might be the best NFC team. They manhandled Dallas. They manhandled Philly, which are the only two teams that could potentially give us a run. But Philly's kind of proved to be fraudulent. The Niners kind of own Dallas right now. So I'm not too worried. I'm, to be honest, I'd be really shocked if the Niners don't make the Super Bowl. I really would be because they, they have a very clear path. Like I said, Philly, they're kind of fraudulent. They've been losing games recently, and they have not looked good. The Cowboys are good. I would normally be scared of the Cowboys, but the Niners just kind of own them, right? And again, that's not that's not something to be like, oh, we own the Cowboys, we're going to beat them. But it's just like we, sent, we tend to play really well against the Cowboys, and I just don't think they're better than the Niners are. One team that I would look out for is the Rams. People would call me crazy for that. But no, I fully believe, you know, you got to play a team three times in a year, potentially, if we end up going against them in the playoffs, that's never easy. I mean, we saw that happen in 2021 when the Niners played the Rams, beat them twice in the in the, in the the regular season, played the Mavs to championship, end up losing, Rams go on to win the Super Bowl, right? You, you, play teams three, you play a team three times, it's not like super easy to beat a team three times in the season. And the Rams are starting to heat up. Matthew Stafford's playing really well. Obviously, they got two wide receiver ones essentially with Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. Um defense is playing well. The Rams are looking really good. Right? But ultimately, I think the Niners are the best team in the NFC. I don't think it's particularly close and I am I I'm pretty much expecting the Niners to make the Super Bowl this season. But it's going to come down to who we play in the AFC because I think the Ravens can give us a run for sure. I think the Ravens will actually beat us if they play us. And you know, they're my pick. That's my pick. It's kind of the lame pick that the two one seeds to make the Super Bowl. But I think that's what's going to happen. I do. I think it'll be a Niners Ravens Super Bowl matchup this season, a, a repeat of 2013. And um, that's going to be a good game. But I, I, I do believe it would go to the Ravens. But anything can happen, right? Like at, at that point in time, things are going to be different. I think the Ravens will be the team to make the Super Bowl if a team, if it's not the Ravens. I mean, it's Kansas City is they're just a little shaky. Like you have Patrick Mahomes, which is why it's tough to go against them. It's just, you know, the wide receiver core, if they keep on dropping these balls and like screwing Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be tough for the Chiefs. But if they don't, the Chiefs have a great shot to make the Super Bowl again and beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. So, you know, what are the Niners Super Bowl chances? They have Super Bowl chances. It's just. I'm not getting, I see Niner fans all over the place. I actually commented on the 49ers post after the Redskins or after the Commanders game. And I said, um, we've seen, it was out. It was because we clinched the one seed. And I said, we've seen this before. We still probably won't win the Super Bowl. And I had people, I had Niner fans coming at me. Like you aren't faithful. You're no fan. Get out of here. We don't want you on this fan base. Like, I'm sorry I'm realistic. I'm sorry that I'm objective and I'm not a delusional Niner fan. I've said it many times. The 49ers have the most delusional fan base in the NFL. And it's not close. They 100% have the most delusional fan base in the league right now. And they're all coming at me like, man, you're no fan. You're no fan. I'm just keeping it realistic, right? I'm not going to be overly optimistic. Why would I do that? Why would I put myself through that anyways? Let's be objective here. Okay, the 49ers have choked in the past, and there's a very possible chance that it happens again. So the Niners, that's my that's my opinion here on how the Niners' chances are for the Super Bowl. 
Like I said, I think they have the best roster. I don't know if they're the best team in the league. I really think that's Baltimore right now. But I don't think there's really any excuse for Kyle to not do it this season because the because the Niners have the best overall constructed roster front to top to bottom in the NFL. And I think this is finally his year. So I hope he'll he'll be able to finally get it done because he clearly, clearly hasn't been able to do it in the past. So that's how I think the Niners Super Bowl chances are. The next thing I do want to talk about still relating to the 49ers is Brock Purdy. And there's a lot of talk right now about, hey, is Brock Purdy? He's a system quarterback. He shouldn't be MVP. He's 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 a product of his of his offense. He's a product of his weapons, right? Brock Purdy, the system quarterback. I hear that everywhere. I hear it. Everyone says it. And this is my take on it. Is Brock Purdy a system quarterback? No. No. What are we doing here? Is Brock Purdy a system quarterback? Absolutely not. And you know how I know? I just, this is how I know people aren't watching the games. They're not watching the 49ers. It's so easy to go on Twitter and see one play where Brock Purdy throws a screen pass to Debo or McCaffrey and he runs it for 50 yards. And to comment, system quarterback, product of his weapons, product of his offense. It's easy to do that. Sit down and watch the 49ers. Brock Purdy is a playmaker. He is not. Brock Purdy has playmakers. And yes, he has. Obviously, you go down the list. He's got Christian McCaffrey in his backfield, arguably the most valuable asset in football. He's got two all pro worthy wide receivers, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. He's got a top three tight end in the league in George Kittle. He's got best offensive tackle in the league, Trent Williams. Yes, he has weapons everybody has weapons do do they have as many as as brock purdy maybe not but they do every team every team every good quarter joe burrow's got weapons what, what are you gonna call him assistant quarterback because he's got joe mixon and jamar chase and t higgins and tyler boyd jalen hurts has aj brown he's got um uh, deandre swift dallas goddard is he assistant quarterback josh allen's got stefan diggs james cook gabe davis gabe davis kind of overrated dalton kincaid those are good football players. You're going to have good players. We're going to blame Brock Purdy for having good players around him? No, that's stupid. If you're calling Brock Purdy a system quarterback, you are very clearly and very evidently not watching the games. You are not watching the 49ers play because Brock Purdy is a playmaker. He makes plays. He extends plays. You could just take that one play against Washington, for example, when Purdy was about to get clobbered in the pocket. Absolutely, he he had the the exceptional Brock Purdy had exceptional awareness right there. Scrambled out right, looked, pointed to Ayuk, said, "Hey, get over there in the end zone." Fires into the end zone to an open Ayuk for a touchdown. System quarterbacks don't do that. System quarterbacks take the sack right there. System quarterbacks throw the ball away right there, or they throw a pick into some, and they for, try to force something. That's what system quarterbacks do. Brock Purdy is not a system quarterback, and it's it's ridiculous because it's just clearly wrong. It's just clearly not true. Okay, so listen. Brock Purdy is no system QB. He is a playmaker for the 49ers. He is an asset for the 49ers. He is. Listen, I. When, when the season began, I was not going to dive in headfirst on the Brock Purdy train. I was in the to the Brock Purdy pool 
thing, right? I'm not diving in yet. I was I was holding off. I liked Purdy. I liked what I saw the uh, 2022, but I wasn't just going to be like, he's our guy. Let's go. Let's go, right? Because I wanted to see some. Then he started to play really well, really well, really well. Absolutely creamed Dallas. And I was, that's kind of when I was like, you know what? Purdy's, I can't really complain anymore. I'm not, not that I was complaining. I can't, I don't really have like an, um, a reason to say I'm waiting still. Purdy has shown time and time again, right? So that's kind of when I was like, you know what? I'm kind of, I'm in on Purdy now. Like he's our guy for sure. Then he had the three game skid. And I was like, okay, what timing is this? He did not look great during that three game skid. So I was like, oh no. Is this just another Jimmy G situation? And then he turned it around. So listen, I'm in on Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy is the franchise guy. You have me on here saying it. I think Brock Purdy is our quarterback of the future. Um, and he's not a system guy. He's not a system quarterback. He is a, he's a playmaker himself. And if you give anybody these weapons, that's it doesn't mean they're going to succeed. But if you throw Patrick Mahomes in here, sure, he's going to succeed. But guess what? This is, this is the problem I hear. This is the problem. Okay, right here. Put Brock Purdy on the Jets. See what happens. Put Brock Purdy on the Panthers. See what happens. Put Patrick Mahomes on the Panthers and see what happens. He might be an exception. I don't know. Put Josh Allen on the Panthers and see what happens. Put Jalen Hurts on the Panthers and see what happens. Put Joe Burrow on the Panthers and see what happens. Put Justin Herbert on the Panthers and see what happens. Put Lamar Jackson on the Panthers and see what happens. Put prime Tom Brady on the Panthers and see what happens. Obviously, you're not going to succeed if you have nobody. You need players around you. So don't just act like if Brock Purdy was on the Panthers, he's the only quarterback who wouldn't succeed. He probably wouldn't. And all the other quarterbacks probably wouldn't. So get out of here with that. It's just nonsense, really. It's really just nonsense. Brock Purdy is not a system quarterback. He's a, he's a great quarterback. He's a top 10 QB in this league right now. And he's playing very well. And he has a chance to lead us to a Super Bowl. Will it happen? I don't know. It's going to rely a lot on Kyle Shanahan. But we'll see. And Brock Purdy not folding in the pressure. Because let's be honest, he did have a chance to lock up the MVP award against Baltimore on Christmas night. That didn't happen. That definitely did not. But Purdy kind of folded. Right? That's the past tense. It wouldn't be felled. That's not a word. Folded. Pretty folded. But it's okay. We're past it. We're going to see what happens now uh, with the 49ers entry. Week 18. Looks like they might play a couple guys. Looks like Sam Darnold's going to be starting. Uh, but they might throw B, uh, B.A. and Debo and George out there just for a little while. Just so, you know, because you don't want too much rest. You do want you do want some gameplay, right? So two weeks of rest is a lot. So, um we're going to see what happens uh, coming into the playoffs. But that's how I feel about Brock Purdy being a system quarterback. I think it's uh, just utterly incorrect, and I think it's not true. Okay, what we're going to do now is transition a little bit into some basketball talk. The Golden State Warriors have been very up and down. They've been... They kind of were on a big losing skid, weren't looking good. Then they won three straight, and then they lost, and then they won, and... So they're kind of like a tough team to grade and grasp right now. But I'll say this. The, okay. First off, the 40, the 49ers, the Warriors starting lineup is, it should be this. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Brandon Pajemski, Jonathan Kaminga, Trace Jackson Davis. Now, if you want to throw Chris Paul in there for Brandon Pajemski, I don't know how I feel about that. I like Chris Paul coming off the bench, and that's what Steve Chris kind of rolling with right now. And I, I'd rather I like Pajemski in there, and I like Chris Paul leading the second unit. 
But this is my main thing. My main, my main, um, like point for the Warriors starting lineup is that it need from from here on out, from he, from this moment until the end of time, when this man retires, Jonathan Kaminga needs to be in there. Jonathan Kaminga is a starter worthy player. If he was on another team right now, he there's a there, there, he would potentially be an all star by now. And the, the 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 Warriors cannot trade him. And I'm nervous that they might, but they shouldn't. And if they're going to trade a small forward, you trade Wiggins. Kaminga is a small forward of the future. Okay, you you Kerr, you sat him, you hated him for years for some reason. But now it's time and you're forced to play him and he's playing very well. So there's no reason to look back. Look forward. Kaminga's the future. So that's my biggest thing is Jonathan Kaminga needs to remain in the starting lineup no matter how good Andrew Wiggins is playing, no matter what Draymond Green does when he comes back. I wouldn't be mad at Draymond coming off the bench. I wouldn't be mad at a lineup of starting lineup, Steph, Clay, or Steph, Pods, Clay, Kaminga, Trish Jackson Davis, and then off the bench you have Chris Paul, Moses Moody slash Gary Payton, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney. I think it's a great team. I think it's a really decently deep team. Will they win the finals? I don't know. I I don't know yet. But all that I know is that Jonathan Kaminga needs to be in the in the starting lineup. Um, and uh, Trace Jackson Davis. Let's talk about him for a minute. He's playing really well. He's playing great basketball. Rookie big. He could have been what we wanted in James Wiseman, right? That's something that I think about like every day is James Wiseman and how bad that failed. How great it could have been and how badly it, it failed. That is something I think about a lot, and it's a bummer. But overall, the the, the Warriors need to... I, I They might need to make another move. And it comes down to who you're going to trade, right? And if you're... Because you got teams making moves, right? you got teams making moves, and there's guys available. Like the Bulls have made Zach Levine available. Um, sounds like Pascal Siakam's available in Toronto. Um, sounds like even like John Collins is available. There are guys available. Who do you go after and who do you flip? Ideal for me would probably be to flip or to 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 trade for Pascal Siakam or Laurie Markinen. One of those two are the guys that I want. Okay. And see, I don't know what the what the Raptors or the Jazz would accept for those two guys, but all I know is that if they would take something like Wiggins, Moody, couple picks, maybe Wiggins, Chris Paul, couple picks. I don't want to flip any. I don't want to flip Kaminga. Kaminga's Kaminga's an untouchable for me, really, unless you're trading for like Giannis. Or Jokic or Embiid, then he's an untouchable. I'm trying to think of anybody else, because it's like, yeah, like, okay, like Shea Gildas Alexander. Like, if you were to, oh, but obviously that's like not gonna happen. And like, obviously those things aren't gonna happen. So it's like, why am I even thinking about that? Jonathan Kaminga is an untouchable for me. 
He's not going anywhere. And I'm a little nervous that he might because he might not be an untouchable for Mike Dunleavy. But listen, I think I, I do believe that you might be able to pull something off for Lloyd Marketing and Pascal Siakam while giving up um uh Chris Paul, Andrew Wiggins, Moses Moody, picks, boom. Right? Stuff like that. Whatever, however you can pull that off. I think you might be able to. And that's what I think the Warriors need to do. And then you can run a lineup of Steph, Clay, Kaminga, Markinen slash Siakam, whichever one we, we pull, and then TJD, and then the bench, you know, however whoever we end up with will be on the bench. And um I think I think that would put us over. I think that really would. And then that would give us some extra scoring. Those guys are both not bad defenders. Um, so you know, what the Warriors need is scoring right now. They do need scoring. And that would definitely supply that for them. So that's a big thing that I think the dubs need to do. I think that they need to make a splash. They don't have to go get Giannis. They don't have to go get some crazy big name, some crazy superstar. But you got to go get somebody who's going to effectively change the course of this team. And I think that's that's what you're going to get if you go get a guy like Lauren Markkinen or you go get a guy like Pascal Siakam. I think both of those guys can move the uh, can move the needle for the for the Golden State Warriors. And that's what I think the Warriors should do if they're going to make a deal. That's what you have to do. Because I just, like I said earlier, I like the team. And I think that, like I said, if you run that lineup with that uh, second unit, I think that's a solid team. But I just don't know if it's good enough, if you have enough power to overcome the Denver Nuggets, the Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Those Miami Heat. So I think the Warriors have to make some sort of move. And I think going for a guy like Pascal Siakam and Laurie Markkinen is the right way to go. So I think the, that's what the Warriors should do. That's kind of where I'm leaning for the Golden State Warriors. Um, I don't think they played tonight. They played last night. Ended up uh, beating. Um, why am I blanking? Why am I blanking on who they beat last? Orlando. They beat Orlando last night. Um, so we'll see. They're kind of up and down, like I said. But. Last topic of the day, we're going to talk about, we're going to switch back to the NFL, and we're going to talk a little bit about who the MVP of the league is through 17 weeks, and who I think should and will win it. And I touched on this a little bit earlier when I was talking about um, the Super Bowl chances. And I'm going to go to this, um, we're going to look at this Christmas game, okay? When it came to Christmas night, it was the Niners and Ravens. And I think your top two were Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson. And whoever had the clear better game would have likely ran away with the award. And Lamar Jackson had the way better game than Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy had his worst game of the season. Lamar Jackson had a very, very good outing. And that's why I think Lamar Jackson is going to win the MVP. And I think he should. I think without Lamar Jackson, that Ravens team is just not good. As good as, as they would be. And people might come at me just because I used to not be a big Lamar Jackson believer. And to be fair, he still like isn't. It's tough, it's tough to hold it against him though because he's still succeeding. So I'm not even gonna say that Lamar Jackson essentially proved me wrong, and it took him a while, but um, he did. And listen, Lamar Jackson is a top quarterback in this league right now, and he's playing exceptionally well. Um, he's playing really good football. He is um, effective in both the passing and the running. And, 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 you know, like I said, like, I don't know how he might not be up there with Mahomes as being a passer. No one really is. I guess Aaron Rodgers. But, um, 
he he's improved his passing drastically and his running is still elite. And Lamar Jackson has just been playing very well. And he's been the biggest part of the Ravens' success, right? So, so you know, I think he's the MVP. I think he will win it. I think he should win it. And I think Brock Purdy had a chance to cement himself as the MVP on um, Monday Night Football, Christmas night, right? Everybody watching, the lights are bright. Whoa, that rhymed. That was pretty cool. That was like a like a Christmas song. Um, that could be like the new theme for uh, Monday Night Christmas Football. Anyways, um. Yeah, everything was kind of like it was like a big game for Brock Purdy, and you know, hey man, you're you're the guy, system quarterback. How about you prove yourself? And he kind of he kind of faded, he faded, and that's actually something I'm a little nervous for because the light, like I said, the lights were brightest. Those are some bright lights. I I heard it was the second most watched Monday night game of all time. It first actually was was earlier this season, so you could tell football's growing, but. Yeah, this was the second most watched Monday night game. Christmas night. Everyone's got the game on Christmas night. Bink. Hit it right on the remote. Christmas night. Football. Who doesn't love it? Everyone's got the game on Christmas night. Everyone's watching you. Everyone's watching you play football. Right? Brock Purdy kind of regressed and he didn't play very well. So he Lamar Jackson cemented his MVP case. Brock Purdy fell out of the MVP conversation. Um so somebody I still think should be in the conversation is Christian McCaffrey. And honestly, if they gave the, the MVP award to Christian McCaffrey, I wouldn't be mad at all. I think that's a very valid pick, right? I would probably give it to Lamar Jackson, but I think it's a very valid pick to give it to Christian McCaffrey. He's played really well. He's been our MVP. He's, he's totally our MVP. He's more valuable to see than Brock Purdy for sure. But um, he is an extremely valuable piece to this team. So he he's definitely in the conversation. I was big on Tyreek Hill getting the award. I was huge on Tyreek Hill getting the award early on and then he got hurt and he has he wasn't like fantastic for two weeks so um i think the award is lamar jackson's and he's not playing week 18 which it's i don't think it would hurt or help his case anyways season's pretty much over for 90 percent of the nfl teams um so lamar jackson's the mvp brock Purdy, like i said had his chance but ended up not falling coming through with it and i think again christian mccaffrey should be up there as well the award is Lamar Jackson's. He will win his second MVP of his career and potentially a Super Bowl this season. Who knows? Is Lamar Jackson a guy who's able to win a Super Bowl? Because that was kind of like conversation. That was talk for a while. Like, can you win a Super Bowl with a guy that's with this type of quarterback? I don't know. It's really tough. So we're going to have to find out. But that's who I think the MVP of the NFL should and will be. And that's going to be it for me today, man. I appreciate everybody out there listening. Um, you know, like I said, I haven't been ridiculously consistent with the episodes as of recent. I've just had such a ridiculous amount of things going on and just now I'm back home and I have so many things to do. So I'm going to try and I'll be back at my, my little dorm room, um, in like two weeks, but, um, I'm, I'm still going to be trying to pushing out content, pushing out episodes and stuff. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes. Um, you can do that by following me on social media on Instagram at the night shift pod on TikTok at the night shift pod on Twitter at the night shift with two T's at the beginning and two T's at the end. Like I said, you can always email me at pod the night shift at gmail.com um and then you know you can let me know anything if you would like to leave a comment leave a review leave a rating on these episodes that would be super super greatly appreciated um you know just trying to grow the channel tell your friends tell people about this share it would be so appreciated um and yeah everyone out there listening if you if you if you listened all the way through and you're listening to me talk right now you must have enjoyed something there must have been something you liked or disliked and you just wanted to hear more of it so let me know give me honest reviews and um 
I really appreciate it. So again, thank you all for listening. Have a happy new year to everybody, 2024. And we'll be back with another episode, hopefully next week. And that'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace.